Hey y'all. Welcome to Fast Facts for Gen Z. I'm your host, Callie, and I don't know anything about anything. Today, instead of bringing you along to things I want to learn about, I want to open up a different window to my world and have a little reflective talk. So on today's episode, this will be a reflection on online school and whether I think we should go back to in-person school or not. Before I get into the deep stuff, I want to first preface this with the fact that I love my teachers, and I know they work so hard, and none of the problems with online school are their fault. Well, okay, some are, but the vast majority are not. Let's go back in time to March 13th, the last day of school before we all got sent home because of COVID-19. The world was a very, very different place in March. We were given enough work for the next two weeks, and we were sent on our merry way. Nobody expected the next two weeks to be good education, even the teachers, who had so little time to prepare. The reality of the situation met expectations until we found out that we weren't going to be coming back. It was in those two weeks that I had my first ever Zoom meeting. I had used Google Hangouts before, maybe Skype, but... Now Zoom was the next big thing. I only had a few calls per week, maybe one or two per class, but it still felt like a lot. Neither my sister nor I had a good designated workspace, so it was kind of a hassle every time we had to get on a call. Around this time, my mom had just gotten a new job, but was already working from home, so our daily routine became very different very fast. I remember time moving so slowly, It felt like I would never adjust, and I was just living in this weird limbo space all the time. After the two weeks of very confusing and disorganized at-home school, we went on to a week of spring break. I don't know what my teachers were up to during that week, but I expect they were doing lots of training and planning, trying to figure out what we were going to be doing for the next indefinite amount of time. Time, of course, was not moving in any sort of sensible or predictable manner, and it was probably around this point when I started to forget what day it was. After spring break, we settled into a more regular routine. Some of my classes had pretty regular schedules, a reasonable workload, generally worked with what we had. Other classes, like Latin, would have a couple Zoom calls a week and then disappear for three, or promise to post our weekly vocabulary quiz and not put it up until the following week or the following month. Eventually, I stopped going to those meetings. It's not my proudest moment, but I think all of us can attest to the fact that online school in the spring was really, really hard. Sometimes people slipped through the cracks. Eventually, AP exams rolled around, and those were terrible for a whole host of reasons. If you want to hear more extensive thoughts on AP classes, I recommend my episode titled AP Classes and Why College Board is My Sworn Nemesis. For now, all I'll say is that while College Board had a limited time in a very strange world to create an online testing format that worked for everyone, they did it very, very poorly. Some people couldn't submit their tests, others experienced technical difficulties, but 
were not permitted a retake attempt. I got through them without any problems, but I know that was not everyone's experience. Now, of course, online school is very different from the way it was in the spring. We have a regular daily schedule where our attendance is expected, and grades are given in much the same way that they were pre-pandemic. It is better in almost every way, but that still doesn't exactly make it good. As in many things, I've gotten lucky with online school. I'm fairly self-sufficient, and I mostly stopped procrastinating back in March when I decided that it was better to get it all done quickly than have all of this confusing work looming overhead. I have a pretty regular daily and weekly schedule for myself, and I don't typically let myself break that schedule because I know that for me, no routine makes me a sad, sad person. I intentionally signed up for classes that I knew would be easy, or at least not hard for me, knowing that I wouldn't want much of a challenge this year. I have a designated workspace, a desk I only use for school and this podcast, but not for leisure time. If I want to play a game or watch a video, I'll take the laptop somewhere else. It is in my bedroom, which is not ideal, but with four people in the house, our own bedrooms are the most regularly quiet areas. There are still a lot of problems, though. Well, maybe problems isn't quite the right word. I'll say challenges instead. There are a lot of challenges. Physically, it's hard to sit at my desk all day. We have a little bit of time between classes, and I try to stretch, move, get water, do anything but sit at my desk chair during that time. It's also just hard to sit still in one place all day every day. At least at school, you're getting up and walking between classes, being in slightly different environments. I know that if you've worked an office job, you might listen to me and say, well, I have to do that every day, or at least I had to pre-pandemic. And the thing I have to say to that is that that was hard for you too, and also bad for you. Right now, It's just me and my snake in my bedroom, and he's usually sleeping in one of his caves during the day. The lack of sensory input is mind-numbing. It's also hard to stare at a screen for so long. I'm not going to jump into the boomer argument that staring at screens makes you sad. I'm talking about your eyes. Two out of my four teachers have gotten those yellow-tinted glasses that filter out the blue light from your screen make it easier on your eyes. One encourages us to take frequent breaks from our screens. The light can mess with your eyes, mess with your sleep. It's just generally not ideal. But here we are. When your grades hinge on your ability to stare at a screen for six or seven hours a day, there's not a lot of room to fix that. Some classes are really difficult to learn from in an online format, like math, for example, or I imagine language classes. Some teachers have frequent technical difficulties, which isn't necessarily their fault, but it's a challenge nonetheless. In my public safety class, where we're learning about firefighting and law enforcement, someone usually has to troubleshoot for my teacher. 
whether his microphone has cut out or he forgot to put a button to submit our assignments. In all classes, sometimes there are miscommunications, spotty internet, various difficulties getting into class or connecting to audio. On top of that, it's really difficult to get teenagers to talk, I think. I'm not entirely sure. People don't really talk out loud in any of my classes. I'm usually the only one with my video on other than the teacher. I think that varies between classes and teachers, though. I know it's not the same at other schools. I bet that's confusing for teachers. I know they don't want to teach into the void, but what can they do? They can't force anyone to have their camera on. Relying on the empathy of high schoolers is risky business. Not saying they can't do it, just saying that it's unpredictable. Recently, or maybe not, depending on when you're listening to this, my school board voted to delay sending us back to in-person school until at least January. Will we go back in January? Only time will tell. We can't accurately predict much of the future seven days from now, much less two and a half months. Two and a half months? Something like that. Do I want to go back to school? Well, it's a little complicated, just like everything else. Do I want to be in school exactly the way it's always been? Yeah, kinda, that would be better than right now, but wasn't that terrible in its own ways? Haven't we now realized that maybe we should regularly have soap in all the bathrooms, wear masks when we're sick out of respect for others? and provide accommodations for the disabled community who've been advocating for these remote resources for years, but have been turned down because it wasn't possible. And now we've all all of a sudden discovered that it's very, very possible. When students go back to in-person school, I want it to be a better normal. Unfortunately, I don't think that a better normal is in the cards for me this semester. Possibly not this school year at all. I don't think we'll be going back in January. First off, I don't trust my peers to wear masks. I just don't. Second, I know good and well that public schools are horrifically underfunded and absolutely don't have the resources to be checking everyone's temperature and sanitizing everything and paying teachers for extra training. We don't even have the resources to reliably have paper. So I don't think we should go back to school. Yes, online school sucks. And yes, it sucks much worse for a lot of people than it does for me. It'll suck not to to have senior prom. It'll suck not to have sports the way we want to have sports. It'll suck not to have band or chorus or theater in the ways we want. And it'll suck to maybe have a somewhat unorthodox graduation. But I think the bottom line is that it's going to suck a heck of a lot more when we go back to school and someone gets COVID, you know, or brings it home to at-risk relatives. And in the long run, I don't think any of those things, senior prom, graduation, I don't think they really matter. We're all told that high school is the most important four years of our lives, or if not high school, then college. 
but it isn't. And these few years may suck, and that's okay. Someday, things will suck less. I don't currently have any say in the matter, being, you know, a child. All I can say is to you, my friends, have compassion for the people who aren't like you. Thank you for listening to Fast Facts for Gen Z. You can follow me on Twitter at FastFactsPod. Feel free to tweet me any suggestions, ideas, or thoughts you you may have. This is Callie, signing off.